0: It is indeed a pleasure to have this privilege to play here for you. Well we intend to give you a very fine program. So just settle back, relax, and enjoy the moment. Welcome back to another special edition of Miked Up on Ohm Radio. This is your daily COVID-19 news update for Lowcountry listeners. I'm your host, Mika Gadsden. Today's date, it's April 17th, Friday timestamp. It's currently 526 a.m. And as I ended my day yesterday, one word came to mind. Numbers. There are going to be two sets of numbers that help our elected officials determine just how they're going to, quote unquote, reopen the state or reopen the economy. And those numbers are unemployment numbers and those claims and how they've jumped over the last just week or so. And also, the total positive cases reported from DHEC. Take a listen to what Governor McMaster had to say yesterday regarding his new plan, his acceleration plan to, again, open the state's economy. I don't know how to say it right, so just just listen. Uh, next week I will announce something new. We are going to call it Accelerate South Carolina. And what is that? That is to accelerate to find the best practices to get us back working at full speed and to go back ramp back up to where we were before the virus came along as you know we were announcing record numbers of job growth and all of those things we were right at the at the top of our game and growing and we want to get back there so we're going to put together a group that will meet, it will be consist of people from manufacturing, from tourism, hospitality, agribusiness, from the state agencies, from the General Assembly, uh, you name it, it'll be there. We'll not be in silos, but be working together, keeping social distancing, and doing a lot of things. Okay, so we have a name. It's Accelerate South Carolina. And basically what you heard from Governor McMaster is pretty much consistent with what we've heard uh, coming from the White House and also coastal states on both the East Coast and the West Coast. We've heard governors from states like California, uh, Washington, New York, New Jersey all come together. They're working together um, on each coast to roll out a plan to reopen the state and, and relax certain restrictions as the, as they've reached their peak and they're coming back down on, on the other side of that curve. Um, however, South Carolina has yet to reach their peak. So again, like I said, this is about numbers. So one set of numbers, they're going to come from DHEC and it's all about the total positive cases of COVID-19 and the other set of numbers That's going to be the unemployment numbers which are soaring right now. And um, that's what I want you to hear next. Take a listen to where we are in terms of unemployment. The number of people filing for unemployment claims is again expected to top 5 million for the week, bringing the total to over 22 million in just one month. Unprecedented numbers are happening here in the Carolinas, too. In the last month, 183,000 people have filed for unemployment benefits in South Carolina. 400,000 people filed in North Carolina. And if you're receiving benefits already, good news. Check your account as more help is on the way. Both North and South Carolina will begin to receive an additional $600 a week in unemployment assistance through the federal government stimulus package, better known as the CARES Act. Shout out to the folks over at WCNC for that bit of reporting. I thought it was important to include data or uh, news from uh, our neighboring state of North Carolina. Just like the other states that I mentioned before that clip, uh, governors are working together. So it's important to consider neighboring economies whenever we make decisions regarding um, what what uh, restrictions to ease, uh, what businesses to reopen, so on and so forth. So I thought it was important to include that data so you you know what's going on in both states. Um, So, yeah. So, again, um, that news came from the Charlotte area uh, reporting on the Carolinas unemployment numbers. The other set of numbers I, I need you to know about today, um, I need you to know about the total positive cases reported from DHEC, total positive cases of the coronavirus reported from DHEC. Take a listen to these
1: numbers. DHEC has confirmed 276 new cases in South Carolina, bringing the total to 3,931. There are 109 deaths in the state. Charleston County has 383 positive results, 3 deaths. Berkeley County, 116 and 2 deaths. While Dorchester County has 78 positive results and 1 death. Total numbers from across the state, you can find them on our website. Go to counton2.com.
0: That reporting uh, was courtesy of WCBD, our Channel 2 NBC News affiliate here in the Charleston area. Uh, You know, everyone is uh, getting in on this Let's announce our plans to uh, resume business as usual. And I don't mean that in a negative way, um, but it seems as if almost every, we had um, Senator Graham on the view yesterday, Um, Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott, he's continuing, continuing to make the rounds as well. Um, You know, our governor, Henry McMaster, um, you know, I'm seeing everyone really jump out and and talk about this whole resumption of business as usual. And Mayor Tecklenburg, he also um, he outlined some plans for uh, reopening and resuming business here uh, in the Charleston area or in the city of Charleston specifically. So check out the uh, Post and Courier, uh, Michaela Porter. She wrote a story that's featured on the front page um, that outlines uh, mayor Tecklenburg's, uh what he wants to do as well in terms of getting things back on track. I know if you live here, it's it's like the um, tourism reigns supreme. Um, and so I'm sure the mayor is trying to salvage what bit of spring um, he can. I don't know how how feasible that is, um, but um, I do want to see things. Um, I want to see folks healthy. That, that's my primary concern. Um businesses are very important. They're critical. Um, they provide jobs, they provide us with our necessities, they provide us with things that make us feel better, um, provide social experiences. So I, I don't want to diminish the value of businesses. Um, but you know, the anti-capitalist capitalist in me is, is more concerned with um, health and well-being of South Carolinians and getting access, having folks get access to testing, um, continuing to practice social distancing, wearing masks, gloves, washing our hands, you know, things like that. I I really would love to hear more and see more of that. Um, And let me switch back to the governor. He's also trying to, I guess, have folks feel like things are back to normal by opening up boat access. Take a listen.
1: Also today, Governor McMaster announced all public boat ramps and docks will reopen at noon tomorrow. Governor
0: said people in a boat have a low risk to exposure to the virus, but he encouraged those who get
1: in a boat to practice social distancing the best they can.
0: By the way, the executive order is only for the boat ramps, not beaches. When asked if he will consider opening the beaches back up soon, the governor said everything is on the table, but didn't say when that might happen. Okay, so boat landings, they reopen at 12 noon on April 17th. Friday, April 17th at noon, boat landings will reopen. Um, so uh, thank you to WLTX for that bit of reporting. Um, I want to shift to another story I uncovered. Uh, CBS, uh, their, their online news network, they highlighted a South Carolina-based business that that has remained open and also found a way to be very useful uh, amid this coronavirus pandemic. Take a listen to this story reported by LaCrae Mitchell. And shout out LaCrae. I like her. I know her.
2: <laughs> Thanks so much again for being here today, Hunter. I really appreciate your time. And the first question I had was, how did your sleep number factory in Irmo, South Carolina, Get involved with this partnership where you all are now helping to reinforce 190,000 surgical masks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, it, it's really a, a combination of of two to really four organizations working together. And so um, the South Carolina Manufacturers Alliance that we are a member of, um, we reached out to say, "Hey, we can help. Um, we not we don't have any materials, but we we can sew and." So if there's any needs, let us know. And so um, that's where Phoenix Engineered Textiles and Rod Grandy, um, the South Carolina Hospital Association, had found Elastic um, and were unable to attach it in any way, though. And so uh, they reach out to the South Carolina Manufacturers Alliance. It's funny you mentioned that. We have Sleep Number who was offered assistance with sewing, and then that's where the partnership formed. Even
2: though you all didn't have materials, you wanted to be a part of this. What mm-hmm. were you seeing and hearing that made you want to be a part of helping in the midst of the coronavirus outbreak that our country is facing?
1: But yeah, it was definitely the, the obvious calls for help from the hospitals, mainly saying that PPE was going to be a challenge, um, given everything that we were expecting the coronavirus to turn into and what we saw happen across the world. And so um, that was really what caused us to say we are definitely here to help.
0: I learned something new each day um, doing these updates. I I never heard of the South Carolina Manufacturing Alliance, and much like the uh, coalition that exists for South Carolina-based breweries, um, I I just I learned about that too as um as coronavirus as the coronavirus began to to run rampant. Um, So it's great to see that there are certain industries that have a network in place to uh, where businesses, I guess, across, across certain industries, even if they perform different tasks, they can help each other and supplement each other and also find ways to create PPEs and, and be very useful and helpful during, um, During a very, very trying time. So shout out to South Carolina Sleep Number and Irmo for uh, just being an amazing company and stepping up to the challenge. Um, Yeah, so now what I'd like to do is um, pivot to a little bit of a teaser. So if for those who don't know, um, I am an on-air personality at OWN Radio. I have a weekly show that typically airs Fridays at 4 p.m. And so today's show is, is going to feature an, an interview I had with a counselor, Miss Latrice Williams. Uh, she and I spoke at length uh, yesterday uh, about self-care and mental health and wellness amid uh, a pandemic. And so I want to play a little bit from that conversation to help folks, I guess, just uh, think think more about that. Make sure that, you know, as we are adjusting to this quote unquote new normal, it's also important to make sure that we keep our mental health in check, So I wanted to engage a voice like hers and she's based in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And I mean, I had, a, I had a fascinating conversation. So I'll play a little bit from that interview and please tune in fridays at four tune in today at four specifically to hear um the extended the entire interview um, between myself and latrice so i'll sign off here um i hope you all are staying happy and healthy as this work week comes to an end hopefully you're able to stay home as much as as much as possible uh please take care of yourself wash your hands don't touch your face um all my gulligigi people out there y'all i want y'all to stay black take care well, thank you, Latrice, for joining me for Mike Up. Thank you so much. Um, for those who don't know who you are, could you just introduce yourself and whatever titles you go by?
2: Yes, my name is Latrice Williams, and I am a licensed professional counselor.
0: Okay, and um, Latrice, I really wanted to, to speak with um, a black woman who's currently either administering care, uh, you know, seeing patients during the time of COVID nineteen, and that's why I reached out to you. Um, can you tell me what kind of work do you perform? Like, your, you can like for the audience, your day to day accountabilities, and what area, uh, what area do you you currently work in?
2: Okay, so I, like I said, I'm a licensed professional counselor. Um, Currently I am in Spartanburg, South Carolina, um, but I see a variety of clients every day um, from minorities, especially, uh, and this could be children, this could be adolescents, this can be adults. Um, What my expertise is in working with people who have trauma history, people that have anxiety, depression, challenges with self-esteem, just life stressors and a lot of time people come in not knowing where to begin so my role is to try to help break down those barriers and try to help the person be the best version of themselves
0: that sounds awesome and for for people some folks might know if they listen to my show long enough um i love destigmatizing um, having access to mental health services, and also, you know, I, I want to encourage folks to to talk about their own tr- troubles or struggles. Like myself, I struggle with um, anxiety um, a lot, um, and mm-hmm. uh, getting getting help is very is very important to me. Um, for you though, during the time like this cold COVID nineteen coronavirus, how have you had to adjust your your work to help meet those those needs in your community? So for me
2: specifically, I was used to working four days of the week in office. Um, I have like a private office setting and I was used to seeing clients there face-to-face. But with all the coronavirus and all the extra precautions, I completely switched to telehealth services. So what that means is that I offer individual therapy, sometimes family therapy, but it's through a computer screen, through a trusted site or even phone calls. So that has been a dramatic change because a lot of times we think of therapy, we think of sitting on somebody's couch or that face-to-face interaction, but now you're having to interact and help people with the use of technology, which I'm thankful for, but it can be challenging because a lot of times a lot of people, especially minorities, we already have this, like, I don't want to go talk to somebody. That I don't know. And when we don't have that face-to-face interaction, a lot of times people have that, that guard up. So it's definitely doing a lot of trust building and letting people know, like, I'm here for you. I can help you.
0: Did you do any telehealth prior to, to this whole lockdown situation?
2: Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was always leaning towards it, but I was like, you know, um, one day I'll do that. One day I'll dip into that avenue. But with this Um, pandemic came about, I knew that I had to, you know, do some training on it, and just jump into it, because it was something that nobody was expecting.
0: Well, um, and four days a week, that sounds like a pretty hefty work schedule. Um, Did you, I didn't know if you mentioned, did it increase? Are you working more time, more hours now, or more days a week now?
2: Yes, I am working five days a week now, but I have limited my Um, number of clients that I see a day. So now that I'm home, um, and everybody else is at home too, so there's more challenges that come with working from home. So for Mm -hmm. me, I have to prioritize, okay, how do I balance this? How do I take care of my household, take care of my family while being able to help somebody else? Because if I can't take care of me and help somebody else, I'm not going to be good for anybody else that I'm serving. So for me, that looks like, okay, instead of seeing seven people a day, I see about maybe five people a day I make sure I'm intentional with like scheduling breaks in between people instead of just seeing people back to back so there's lots of intentional things that I'm doing to be able to help more people so it's been it's been great so far I've actually had like a lot more resources and a lot more people reaching out for help because I think they're at home now and a lot of times this is when a lot of mental illnesses are being triggered
0: Mm, so not just the pandemic, but being home, perhaps, and and these new stressors around being home, you think might make folk need more help more often?
2: Definitely. It definitely triggers a lot of, like, mental health issues, because the mindset that we were in was that we were living, and we were, you know, doing well, and now with this pandemic, a lot of people are switching to surviving, so that comes with a lot of, like, anxiety, a lot of um. Sadness, a lot of worry, um, and this can trigger um, by like people's job security. Um, we have to quarantine and be in isolation, so that brings on loneliness, um, hopelessness. A lot of times, people set into unhealthy habits. So there's a lot of mental health issues that are going to increase during this time because you're you're kind of left to deal with you. And we all know that we're all really busy, and when you're stuck dealing with you, that's when a lot of your symptoms can surface. How long
0: have you been counseling folks?
2: I have been in the mental health field for the last nine years. So I've worked in like private setting. Currently, I worked in the mental health hospitals. I've worked with children. I've worked um, in a mental health clinic. So this is definitely like a passion of mine. Um, So the last nine years have been like amazing and just trying to get more minorities to get the help because it's out there. Um, So it is definitely a passion that I have of trying to get my people to reach out and get the help that they need.
0: Absolutely. Again, going back to that whole stigma piece, um, it's very important that folks just—not even just stigma. I think folks just there are barriers in place that prevent folks from like seeking you out. What have um been some of the ways folks have um found you? Like how they happen across your services or your count? Yeah, your counseling services. So, in order to find me,
2: um, is a lot of. people would do like word of mouth, which I'm very appreciative of, Um, but also there's a website that is called Psychology Today, and you type in your zip code or you type in like the type of therapist you're looking for, and then it connects you to me and other therapists that meet your need. Um, So it's really important that when you're finding a therapist that you find somebody that you feel like you can connect to. Um, so, So on Psychology Today, you have the option to put in like some of your symptoms, some of the things you're dealing with, and it connects you to somebody that can help you.